Yes, I'm well aware the 4th of July has come to an end, but we're still going to talk about something quite patriotic, and that's country music. Yes, indeed. Now, I know not all of you are country music fans, but even if you're not, chances are you've probably heard timeless tunes like The Dance by Garth Brooks or Waiting on a Woman by Brad Paisley. But... Are you familiar with the stories behind these songs or the talented individuals who wrote them? Well, if the answer's no, we can change that in just a few weeks at this year's Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival in downtown Henderson. Jessica Bevan and Susie Watkins, two committee members, will enlighten us on all the fun activities and performances scheduled and you won't want to miss a beat. It's episode 7 of season 3, Blabbing in the Bluegrass, and it starts right now. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Pineville to Pine Knot, Scottsville to Spotsville, absolutely nobody has even thought about covering the Commonwealth like we do here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, because after all, we explore and celebrate all things Kentucky from here at the Palatial. North Quail Motel in Henderson, KY. I'm Sam Moore, and we are staying here in my hometown for this week's feature because it is more than worthy of our time and attention. Of course, we're speaking of the often imitated but never quite duplicated Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival. Now, it's only been going on for a little over a decade, but it has already become a cherished tradition here in the community, and it attracts increasingly sizable audiences and songwriter participants each and every time out, and that's with good reason. Folks, words just can't describe how unique and special this event is. And you don't even have to like country music to enjoy it and appreciate all the great stories behind the songs and it's just quite an intimate setting at all of the shows, and you'll, you'll find out more about what we're talking about in just a few minutes as Jessica Bevan and Susie Watkins, two hardworking, dedicated committee members, will join us, two people that I've known for quite a while, as a matter of fact. Jessica and I are only a year apart, and we've been friends for a long time, and Susie Watkins used to teach with my mom, Susie Moore, so you had the, the dynamic duo of Susie's, if you will, at uh, 7th Street Elementary School back in the day. So I've known both of these individuals for, uh, you know, over a decade. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And it's been my pleasure knowing them, and I think you'll enjoy my conversation with them here shortly. But before we get to it, I want to remind you that I'm all ears. If you have suggestions, and I hope you do, for future directions of the show, possible guests, possible topics, because... 
I want to hear about them. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. We're also targeting festivals this summer, as many as possible. So if you'd like to make me aware of one that I'm not aware of at this point, feel free to shoot me those details, and we'll do our best to get them on board with us here at some point over the summer or fall. You can also message me on the Blabbit in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I encourage you to like and follow because... All of my previous episodes are there, and you can stay up to date with additional information as it is presented, make comments, and I love hearing from you via that outlet as well. And don't forget to listen and subscribe free of charge on Apple, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and uh, we definitely want you to take advantage of those avenues too. And we have... Yet another bluegrass brain buster. We always try to rack your brain with one of these at the beginning of each and every show. So we will reveal the question now, and we will have your answer at the conclusion of today's program. Now, in this particular show, I want to know which former state treasurer, with an ironic nickname, embezzled $247,000 and fled the state. Again, which former state treasurer with an ironic nickname, you'll find out more about that when we reveal the answer, but which former state treasurer with an ironic nickname embezzled $247,000 and fled the Commonwealth? Think on that. We will let you know who exactly it was in the program's final segments. It's a fabulous festival feature. On Blabbing in the Bluegrass. Well, it's going to be a bunch of fun in downtown Henderson. A bunch of storytelling in the 42420, as they like to say. And it's happening July 28th through the 31st, that Wednesday through Saturday. They call it the Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival. And here to tell us all about it, give us all the musical details. Well, we're privileged to have two lovely ladies with us today. Uh, one of which is the wife of the gentleman to whom this festival is dedicated. Let's welcome Susie Watkins. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And joining her, we have the co-chair of the Sandy Lee Song Fest Committee. I've been friends with her for quite a while, and occasionally I'm willing to admit that to people. Let's hear it for Jessica Bevan. <laughs> Yay. Thank you, Sam. Hey, you, we Sam. are so privileged that uh, you could take time out of your busy schedule to to join us. Now, my, my biggest concern about you, Jess, is that you don't talk much. So I'm hoping- I know, I'm super quiet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you won't even know I'm here. I'm not going to even say much at all. I'm going to let Susie do the talking. <laughs> no, both of you are endless fonts of knowledge, as our listeners will soon learn. Now, Jessica, I'm going to let you put in a shameless plug here because you've been- uh, running around like crazy trying to get home place of Henderson up and running you and your husband that is going to be Henderson's newest assisted living facility and uh if uh, if all goes as planned that's uh, hopefully going to be open here in the next couple months correct it will be we had started on this project um back whenever COVID first started in March 2020 we started moving dirt for this uh site out on Green River Road in Henderson and we are so close we're two months away so we'll have a senior living community that will have assisted living 
and it will always and it will also have memory care so we are so excited and ready to open up in Henderson and like you said in just a couple months on Green River Road we joked around in the past that um you and I are going to have, we're going to be next door neighbors in home places of Henderson 40, 50 years from now. <laughs> um, yeah, I've already got our two rooms picked out, so we're good. Oh, they're already reserved? Okay, that's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, we're going to look at the lake, you know, we're going to go over and go fishing and enjoy yeah. the evenings and have fun and maybe go play some golf too over hey, at the bridges. I've, I've done a little putt-putt in my time and I haven't always finished last, so you know, that's something that uh, maybe we can build on. And Susie, you had the pleasure, or misfortune one, of teaching with my mother, Susan Moore, for a while at 7th Street. And those were fun times. They were. Oh, it definitely was a pleasure. She is probably one of the kindest, sweetest people I've ever met in my life. And not to mention that she was a fantastic teacher. Well, she Great co-worker. Yeah, and um, I enjoy going over there and hanging out with y'all after school, like we were talking before we uh, went on record here, and uh, a lot of people miss the old 7th Street School. But anyway, it's going to be a fun time. Three weeks after this show comes out is when Sandy Lee Song Festival starts. And um, Susie, I guess we might as well start with you here, because the Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival is a treasured summertime tradition honoring the legacy of... Uh, a Hendersonian who meant so much to so many. So uh, for those who never had the pleasure of knowing him, talk a little bit about the late great local legend to whom this annual event is dedicated. Sandy, I, uh, Susie, I think you knew Sandy better than he knew himself probably. <laughs> well, I think I knew him pretty well. He was uh, um, a local boy, he grew up uh, in the Spotsville Bills area. We both graduated from uh, Henderson County High. We were high school sweethearts. And then in 1993, he was elected to the office of county judge uh, executive. And he was the longest serving county judge in the history of Henderson County. He had just been elected to his fifth term when he passed away in 2010. Oh, see, now that's that's a pretty impressive track record right there. Now, how long had uh, how long had you and Sandy been married when he passed? Forty years, almost forty-one years. Forty years. So that's that's pretty impressive too. So, needless to say, he's worthy of all this. I like Susie and I were talking, folks, before we went on the air. Um, they invited us out to their place for ribs one Sunday afternoon, and it was a great time. Uh, I was in middle school. The ribs were fabulous. Um, I had tea. Those who were of age had adult beverages. And what else was on Sandy Watkins' CD player but a Merle Haggard CD? The well, Merle yeah, Haggard. was a Merle fan, that's for sure. Yep, and uh, <laughs> he liked all of his classic country. Now, uh, Jessica, I'm sure you uh, you met Sandy on uh, at least a few occasions, didn't you? Didn't y'all have at least a few encounters there? We had met a couple times, but I've only truly known him the way others have known him through the stories that say, uh, Susie has shared with me. I right. feel like I missed out on missing such an incredible person because I did not get to know him as well um, as other Hendersonians have. And, but I'm so happy to be a part of such a unique, you know, songwriters festival because this was something he enjoyed doing in his pastime, you know, just hearing the stories that Susie and friends have shared of him 
Um, sure. I wish I could have heard some of the sayings that he's come up with and the things that he had in regards to the 42420 because I know he was an incredible person, but I, I did not get to know him as I would have liked to um, if, you know, um, as close as I would have liked to. Right, but you you probably feel like you've made a friend in him after hearing all these stories. And uh, yes. how, uh, how long have you been on the committee, dear? I started on the committee um, right around the 2000, let's see, we graduated, so it was about 2013. Um, this is my I think it year. was maybe the second year you were involved, mm, the third at the latest. Yeah, it's it's been, I'd say eight or nine years since I've been involved. I um, got kind of my feet wet in the beginning and was starting just to help the main, the main individual who was over the media and then um, was able to take over about two years later. And then now we've got another individual helping me because the festival, as you know, Sam has really grown. The oh, songwriters yeah. have loved coming to Henderson. And so now it's, it's really taken shape. So I've, it's been eight or nine years since I've been involved with this festival. You haven't missed out on too much of it, have you? No. <laughs> and that we other individual. the ground running. Yep. And that other individual helping you out is a Miss Shelby Carroll, right? She, yes. And she's wonderful. She and I really work well together. So we, feedback on things we have a meeting with um susie and joey marshall who's the co-chair of the festival who helps susie and we just we just want to get things completed get the word out because we all four and, and the rest of the committee are so passionate about this festival so we want others to come and see what we're talking about when we discuss um, how special this is. Absolutely. For, the, com the, committee, the committee clicks like ninjas and they've got a great festival to show for it as we will uh, cover as we go along here. Now this fabulous festival has uh, a fairly short but extremely impressive tradition and history uh, thus far. So um, either of you that wants to start, uh, tell us when exactly it all began and uh, talk about the influential leaders who first conceived and organized the celebration. Well, the fir very first year we had the Songwriters Festival, uh, Riverbend uh, Music Academy was in place and Carrie Kirk Phillips, who is probably among the most successful songwriters in Nashville, who's written uh, thousands of songs, um, he once said he gave us a, 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 a talk to a group of people that most, many songwriters are lucky to have one song in the top 10 and he's had about 20. He's responsible for like over 40 million record sales of his songs. But he, he's done uh, Henderson he, proud, I'd say. <laughs> yes, and he, uh, he definitely has. He, he grew up in Henderson. Um, and he and a group of people, Mac Neal, um, Leanne um, Pritchett, and um, a couple of others got together and had the first songwriters festival, first songwriters round at the community college. And there were maybe 200 people there. And mm -hmm. Sandy loved it because Sandy loved songwriters. And we attended, we were among those few that attended and he was so excited and wanted to help. Unfortunately, that was in the spring of 2010 and he passed away then 
in August of that same year. And the next year, as they were working on the Songwriters Festival, Carrie and MacNeil and, and the others that were involved, they tried to think of a name, as they were trying to think of a name for the Songwriters Festival, none of them could think of anybody that loved music and songwriting more than Sandy. So they decided to name it after him. And that's when I became involved. Well, that's Which cool was, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, know, <laughs> I know it's been a fun ride. Now, um, were, were Sandy and Carrie Kurt um, about the same age there? Uh, maybe a little bit older. Okay. I think he's a few years older. It, it, I, always, um, I always thought they were about identical in age, but that was the same. No, I think I Sandy was quite a, quite a, a few years older, but they were friends. Uh, uh, yeah, I thought so. And I'll tell you, Sam, as well, that first one that they did, because we've talked about this, was at the Henderson Community College in the right. Fine Arts Center. And I think since then, you know, with the festival being the way it's designed, more of an intimate, being able to bring it downtown as it has come full circle over the last, you know, 11 years, it has really changed a lot. And so that was the very first year um, was actually at, and I don't remember what room, was it on the stage at the Yes, it was there college? in the, yeah, it was at the Fine Arts Center, okay. and it was on stage, which, as you said, the, it has evolved, and the model that, of the first songwriting festivals uh, in Nashville, you know, which everybody that's familiar with songwriters thinks about the Bluebird or the Listening Room, and places like that in Nashville, and the format is you have three, four, we're going to have five this year, um, some of our rounds, because as Jessica said earlier, the songwriters like it here, and we have a unique problem. We have more songwriters that want to play here than we have spots to put them. That's a good so problem to have. So we're excited about that. That's a, that's a, 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 a kind of a nice problem to have because we they, they want to come. But what right. we do is we have three or four songwriters, we call it a round. And they just, uh, it's a, usually it's acoustic. They'll play a guitar. Occasionally we'll have someone that plays the piano. Jamie, Jamie Teachner has come several years and we're keeping our fingers crossed that he can make it. He plays the piano. Yeah, I know and, that name well. Yes, he's, he's, he's lots of fun and really talented. But what they do is they'll um, sing one of their songs that they've written. Some of them are songs that you've heard on the radio, like, one of our favorites is Moose Brown, and he's one that's the exception to the rule. His very first song that he got published, he won a Grammy for, and that was It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Pour but, me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane. Absolutely. Before I go inside. Okay, I'll That's quit. one of the songs when he plays his, everybody in the audience sings along. And, and they then all you've know got them. somebody like Don Sampson, who you may not have heard of, and he and Wynn Barbell are who, two of our riggers. They wrote Waiting on a Woman. I have uh, That's a great one. listened to him sing Waiting on a Woman. In fact, Sarah Buckman and I were sitting in one of the uh, rounds one year listening, and we're both holding each other boo-hooing because it reminded her of her grandpa and grandma, Paul Dawson, who most people know. And, uh, and I thought about Sandy, and we're just boo-hooing through the whole song. But that's what they do. And then... And then somebody will sing a song that you've never heard before, but it's so funny. And one of Moose Brown's songs is Everybody's Got One, Some People Are One. 
you won't hear that one on the radio, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's just just the title makes it worth listening to. And Wynn Varble is Wynn Varble is one of my favorites. We'll talk about him and others more as we as we go along here. But uh, <laughs> you were talking about the evolution of the festival since its inception. So, what do you believe, ladies, has been the biggest key to the steady growth in uh, songwriter participation and fan attendance? since the festival began? One of the things is that we treat the songwriters like stars. We, uh, we, we provide housing for them. We, I think it's just that good old Southern hospitality that we provide. I think that's what the songwriters like. The first few years we had trouble getting people who wanted to come because they'd say, oh, I don't like country music or this. And I would tell them, I promise you, if you go one time, you will be hooked. You don't have to like a songwriter, uh, country music to, oh, no. to appreciate the talent and the creativity that each of these writers has. It's just, and people, once somebody comes, you'll find that many of the people that come in, they've, they've bought tickets every year since the first year they came. Two of our hardest workers are Leslie and Steve Hoskins. Oh, yeah, um, I know them well. They won tickets on the radio to like the second show, and they've been involved in the planning ever since. And then, kind of taking a back step, when you talked about the planning, it has gotten so much easier. Not that it's not a lot of hard work because of people like Jessica and Shelby and Steve and Joey and all the whole group. And I know I left people out, but they have a job and they do it. And I get a lot of credit for what happens for things that I don't do because we have such a wonderful crew and people like Jessica and Shelby who are young will help ensure it's longevity because us old folks are, they're going to, they promised me they'll come and get me from the assisted living place and bring me, bring me to the concerts and say, Susie, it's the songwriters festival. So now you're not old. Wait, <laughs> Sue, tell him whenever you, whenever they started doing the vaccines, what, what it, you were considered, what did, what did they say? Um, oh, I know. Elderly? Elderly. I was broken hearted. Elderly? I, I was old until the pandemic when they started talking about vaccines and, and people at risk and the elderly. And I fell right in the middle of that. How <laughs> dare them lump you into the I elderly? Know. Sam, I, I didn't told know. Her. I didn't know I was a senior citizen and that I was elderly. Oh, gosh. I got your back, Susie. They may not. <laughs> but I got your back, and I know Jess has your back. We now, got her uh, back. That's right. We uh, know a good place, and we know how to get her there. Uh, so yes, we, exactly. We'll take, we'll take good care of her. We, we will make sure that she's in good hands. Now, Susie talking yeah. about the songwriters. Jess, what would you say yeah. has been the biggest key to the um, fan attendance growth since the festival started? I think we've just, you know, continued to really grow, not only for those that, um, for the songwriters, which draw their own audience. You know, they all have fans that really follow them. But also, I think we're just getting out in the media more. I think a lot of the people that understand it, you know, when we say Grammy Award winning songwriters, and when we share the stories and, and people start attending, one of the main people that we work with in the radio world is WKDQ. And Ryan O'Brien, who's one of the morning show with Leslie Morgan, sure. 
they he came the last year of course 2020 was canceled but in 2019 he had come to rookies one evening for a show it was the last night i believe but he, he got to hooked. witness it and he was not into country if you can remember back ryan used to be affiliated with another i can't remember what radio station he it was, was with, but it he wasn't was with a, kiss i believe i think he was yeah, and he came, <laughs> and he was, I mean, hooked, and that's what Susie was elaborating. I think our media partners have really taken a hold in getting to know these songwriters. When I can put them on the TV and give our audience or future possible attendees a taste of what they would experience, that really goes a long way, even through radio. So, you know, we want to get someone on here with you, Sam, because we know that if we can create a small end to what they would see, if they come once, like Susie referenced, they're hooked. So yeah. I think the media, the exposure we're getting now, um, because of the quality of songwriters that we have, has really ingrained to the, our, our local media um, individuals and these individuals who have come, they're sharing the word with their friends and family. And word so word of mouth is word something of mouth. that we can't pay for and we know that that's one of the biggest things that we have going for this festival is word of mouth as well see when she uh, talked about excuse me when she talked about the quality of the songwriters i mean you may not have heard of tony arada but who hasn't heard of garth brooks singing the dance tony oh, arada yeah, wrote I, the dance see and, and, <laughs> and like, he has come every year and loves it and, you know, as soon as I send him uh, an invitation, he responds. And Joel Shoemake, who's been recorded by numerous artists, and he has one of my all-time favorite songs, God Made a Woman. And he said, you couldn't keep me away with a restraining order. How so, about that? See, but we've gone, we've gone from the one venue at the uh, Fine Arts Center to more the model in other songwriting festivals, we've gone from that one venue to we have three venues. So we have three shows going on simultaneously. So you can look at our schedule. And if you've been here before, you probably have a favorite and you sure. can pick out uh, the show that you want to go see and go see that particular artist. And sometimes you're, you're surprised. You, there'll be somebody you've never heard of. And when you leave, you think, oh, that's the best show I've ever gone to. And then you go to the next show and you go, that's the best show I've ever gone to. <laughs> You're like, I didn't think the first always, show could be topped. <laughs> it is. It's just so exciting because I, I, I get a little stressed. My family and friends have to put up with me quite a bit through this month. But when it well, gets I'm here, sure they're honored it's, just, uh, it's just amazing how you feel, the talent that's just in that room. Oh, yeah. You know, like you said, you go one year and then that can sort of help you map out your schedule uh, the next year, perhaps, because you, you figure at least a few of those songwriters will be back. Yeah. So it's pretty awesome. Now, the festival, of course, like we said, it's going to take place July 28th through the 31st. So, Jessica and Susie, give us a rundown of the uh, local venues that will be hosting live music along with the nightly showtimes. The showtimes are going to be from 6.45 to 8.30. So we'll have a early show. Um, so individuals can come downtown, Henderson, eat dinner, 
um, we were we actually tell individuals that you need to show up to the venue a little bit early. Yeah, um, because sure those that those that purchase in advance, um, we will sell tickets at the door, but only if there are still seats available in the venues. And so we are asking and encouraging people to purchase in advance at sandyleesongfest.com. But our early show starts at 645. And then once that show ends, we get the room put back in, back in order. Songwriters change out. We have a late show that starts at 9 o'clock. But that's only on Thursday. We have one late show Thursday. And then on Friday, Saturday, all three venues simultaneously a 9 o'clock show. So Friday and Saturday, as you all, as you probably understand, Sam, those are the weekend nights. Those are our busier evenings. Oh, yeah. Wednesday, Thursdays are busy, but because of work-related um, things that individuals have, um, they're not as busy as our Friday, Saturday. So Wednesday, we just have early shows. Thursday, we have early show and three early shows and one late show. But Friday and Saturday, it's three and three, and we want those rooms to be packed. Absolutely. So late shows have not except for Wednesday and plenty uh -huh. of chances to, to take in shows. Now let's talk about those venues who are graciously hosting this year. Our partner from the very beginning is Rookies. Right. Uh, Rodney has just been, he's done everything he can to see that we uh, need what we get, what we need. And, and that, and then again, uh, uh, once hometown roots opened uh, we were there in the in the building but casey todd has uh, opened up his doors for us to have uh, hometown roots as the second venue and this year for the first time um the elks is going to be a venue it will they are their members have agreed to let it be a private showing i mean it's you know the if you're it's only going to be for songwriters uh and uh, and the and the attendee attendees to the to the to the show Sure. So all three venues are there within walking distance. So on Friday and Saturday, you know, you might want to go to a show at Rookies for the first show and go to the second show at either Roots or Home uh, or the Elks, and you can park one one time and you can walk wherever you need to go. Oh, well, that's handy. <laughs> that and, is handy. And convenient. So, uh, you know, you can catch shows in short walking distance and just make a – a big old night out of it, all four nights at um, Sandy Lee Songfest. Now, uh, with nearly four, 40, I should say, songwriters committed, the exceptional entertainers on the docket are far too numerous to mention. We touched on this a little bit ago, but if you would uh, talk about some of the familiar faces returning to perform, as well as some of the newcomers making first-time appearances. We know that Wynn Varble's going to be there. <laughs> yes, he's going to be here Wednesday and Thursday, and then his buddy Moose Brown is going to be here uh, Thursday and Friday. And then uh, one of the festival favorites who absolutely loves it. If We have to tell Don Sampson that he cannot play every single show, <laughs> too. He he, in fact, he likes it so much. Uh, that he's coming on Wednesday. He's driving to Mississippi to play another benefit that he committed to, and he's coming back here Friday and Saturday. Now, that's I knew dedication. When I first heard, it is, but I knew from the first time I heard Don Sampson, spoke with Don Sampson, that he would be somebody I like because he always calls his wife 
either the darling Molly or the lovely Molly. He's <laughs> just a, and he loves our festival. And as I mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, we've got Tony Arada, um, uh, and then one, uh, Jim McBride, you might want to be taking one of his shows. He has been a songwriter uh, for quite some time. I think he's just, what is it, something like 16 songs he's written for uh, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson, yes. Ch Chattahoochee. But he texted me. He said, before I get embarrassed, I'm going to retire. So this will be my last time there. And he, if, if you look up gentlemen in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of Jim McBride and his, mm -hmm. his lovely wife, Jean. Oh, uh, he's great. good. Uh, we've got a new one. Her name is Hunter Wolkanovsky. Hmm. She writes with one of our favorites, Billy Crane. Billy Crane recommended her. Uh, for the uh, Gerald Smith and Randy Fincham are new. They're coming. Uh, and then another show. And, oh, I have to tell this. About, oh, I don't know, five or six years ago, we had two, had a new songwriter, Heidi Ray. Johnny Bulford yes. had been here once be once or twice before and Heidi kind of caught his eye and they talked a little bit but anyway to make a long story short they connected and they got married so I feel like Aww. we're a full service organization and that we were a matchmaker <laughs> they love it they come here and yeah. they played a song the last year with two new songwriters Chris Gelbuta and Jordan Rayner and that was another one of those shows that people came out of and said that's the best show i've ever seen so those both of those are relatively new we have uh brett boyette mm -hmm. uh, Troy johnson and scott Lindsay, who play together as the nash villains they're nash all songwriters the nash villains um uh, scott is actually from ohio county yeah i've actually uh, been to one of his I, I saw him at the big old music fest uh, quite a while back. oh yeah Yes, he's he's really good. Um, let's see. I'm just I doing this off think the Rusty Tabor. You know, he's oh. a a Madisonville native, um, and he's just absolutely incredible. And then you've got I always think of Mark um, Stephen Jones. He's kind of got this deep voice, and it's there's so many types of tones and. Timmy Dunn, who's kind of a local guy, and his he, is from he just here. got a record deal, or a, he just signed, right, Susie? Yes, I think with someone out of Texas. And then we've got our sweet little Annie Mosher, mm -hmm. uh, Oh, I yeah. told you, yeah, I told you about Joel Shoemake earlier. Right. Dan Dan DeMay has been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Galen Griffin, uh, Bud mm -hmm. Tower. Uh, yes. Summer Overstreet, um, some of your country music fans may have heard of Paul Overstreet. Summer Overstreet is his daughter, and oh, okay. I think she's going to outshine him. As we've covered, there's, there's plenty to enjoy. And even if you haven't heard of these songwriters, we know you've probably heard of their songs. And you don't even have to be a country music fan to, to take it all in. So make sure that you're a part of it here in a few weeks. Now, uh, in addition to nightly music, Jess and Susie. The Sandy Lee Song Fest also features fun and informative workshops to broaden our songwriting knowledge and skill set. So why don't you two tell us when they are scheduled and kind of give us an overview of what we can expect from these workshops. 
Okay, so we went, um, we're working, we'll have that at the Hoffman House. And so what that does, Sam, is a lot of times when people come in to the Hoffman House, it's going to be from 10 to noon at the Hoffman House. Some songwriters will come and be set up in that round, like we talk about the night of the venues. We kind of set them in a round, like a Bluebird Cafe. Sure. But individuals who are writers, local, or in this general area, who want to pursue a dream of maybe being a songwriter or in music, um, when they arrive to the Hoffman House, we give them a, a sheet of paper, and they can write down questions, or they can write down um, anything they would want to know from the songwriters. And so we have a host who this year is going to be Chuck Stennett, and oh, he will introduce the songwriters. He will read the questions that the audience has, and they'll play, but they're just going to be there to really listen and, and all of them can relate because they've been in their shoes. You know, they've worked and they've been in the grind of trying to make it. Um, and they offer a lot of feedback. You know, how did they get started? Where did you go? What songs? Where did you play? And so it allows those, the future um, or individuals who've been in the business a long time to get feedback from, again, these award-winning songwriters. Um, so it's a, a two-hour session we have breakfast offered um but it's at the hoffman house here in henderson and it's a good time to come and just hear some feedback on songs that you've written or ask these individuals questions that sometimes you don't get to do and they're very gracious about it and they love to do it for these um up and coming uh individuals um, in our area and, and chuck stennett emceeing and breakfast enough said now, exactly. Uh, now, now, when is this scheduled? That is on the last day of the festival. So that'll be on the 31st, that Saturday. Great. Um, again, 10 to noon, it'll be on, <clears throat> excuse me, 2nd Street there at the Hoffman House is the venue. So don't miss it. It'll be fun and you can get some insight that will uh, help you along in your songwriter uh, career, maybe even help you get started. So regardless, of, regardless of where and you are. Free. And it's free. Yes, that's the other thing. Good point, (laughs) Yeah. There's no reason not to come. You get to sleep in. We'll have a cup of coffee waiting on you. And it's free. And breakfast waiting on you. So, (laughs) how can you lose? Now, I'm supposed uh, to do the food so I can guarantee there'll be at least one coffee cake. (laughs) And coffee cake is where it's at. So absolutely, you know, going there and yeah, Susie Watkins coffee cake is no doubt worth going in and of itself. <laughs> now, uh, there have been some notable changes this year regarding the sales of Songfest tickets. Now, we briefly touched on this. Uh, why yeah. don't you um, detail the process of obtaining tickets, which we know is SandyLeeSongFest.com, but also uh, share with us some pertinent information that we should bear in mind when uh, making ticket purchases? So what we did this year is, as you can see, when you go onto the website, it takes you, um, when you click on the ticket link, it's on the homepage. With the last year being as hard as it was on all avenues with the COVID-19 pandemic, we decided to really look at the way we sold tickets. And so in the past, those that have come for years have been able to purchase a VIP, an all access pass or a single session if they intended just to come one night of the festival. Um, 
we taken a, a very safe approach in the way that we want to provide and have not only our attendees, but our songwriters safe in the same respect. Um, we do have limited capacity. Uh, we do every year, uh, sure. but we do have limited capacity. We thought about the chair situation and the way those would be set up. So when you go online, you will purchase a ticket for a session. So we're not selling all access passes because those tickets were in the past transferable. And we're really trying to control the amount of tickets and only sell the amount that we have for seats. And so if there's any remaining seats, we would sell those at the door. But you can purchase your ticket um, for the night. So if you're going to come for the Wednesday evening 645 show, you can purchase your ticket for that evening. Now, this has not changed. So every year, what we do is we say it's first come, first serve. Right. So you come to Will Call. Susie Watkins will be manning Will Call from five to seven at Hometown Roots at Rose, the coffee place. When you get there, Susie, you'll tell her your name, show her a photo ID. She will give you your tickets. And on those tickets, it will be noted Wednesday, 645 early show. It gives you a ticket, but it doesn't guarantee you a seat at that venue. So uh, you will have an admittance into a show, but you need to arrive early again to be able to go in when the doors open 15 minutes prior to the show um, for those that have purchased in advance. So we You're still, guaranteed a seat. You're not guaranteed yes. a venue. Yes. Right. But that ticket, that ticket is suitable for all three venues, correct? Yes, sir. Gotcha. That's correct. Awesome. So we Just, had to be a little bit more... Um, you know, like I said, more safe in the way and, and kind of take things into consideration, only sell the tickets and work with the venues a little closer um, to get seating correct and get numbers. And so we sold it by shows and you're guaranteed a seat and you come to Will Call, get it. And we'll have those um, noted on there when it's good for, what show it's good for. So it'll be very simple. Um so but buy was, online and yes. mingle with Susie at the will call window because if you wait and purchase at the door, it's uh, quite a risk to say the least. So <laughs> we are pushing people to this year to buy online, buy in advance. Sure, you have a seat um, at one of the venues. There's not a bad show, but go online, purchase your ticket, come to will call and retrieve them and just go enjoy the evening. Just so y'all know, my cousin from Cincinnati is coming down just for this festival. So, you know, she came down a few years ago and loved it so much and wanted to make it an annual thing. So, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely who be buying. She, hey, Sam, who did she see? Do you remember what songwriters she was able to? Was uh, there one that she loved or her favorite? When Varble was one of them. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think I think Don Samson was with him, but I can't I can't remember all four or five who were in that session that we went to but uh but she loved the last it. year was pretty hard that's what I said I felt, you know it's been two years and it feels like it's been longer since we've had a festival see it, it does Sometimes. feel longer and I know um people are <clears throat> anxious to cure their cabin fever at Sandy Lee Songfest so another good reason to <laughs> to get your tickets in advance now needless to say a festival of this magnitude would not be possible without generous donors and volunteers contributing to the cause. So why don't you ladies tell us, besides purchasing tickets and enjoying the excitement, fill us in on the steps we can take to support 
Sandy Lee Song Fest and get involved? Well, uh, uh, one one thing before we I tell you this, the only place tickets will be sold, they're not going to be sold at the individual door, individual venues. Your extra tickets, the ones that are available will also yes. be at all. Uh, uh, we'll call Rose. Okay. Yeah. They're only right. going to have one spot to sell tickets. That way, we'll keep we'll know exactly how many seats we have available. That makes um, sense. So you can't go in the rookies or, or roots or, or any you know or the elks and get tickets there. Exactly. Sure. You'll either have to get them online or buy them at will call if there are any left. Oh, uh, yeah, well, the main sense. the main thing that you can do is you can be a sponsor. We have numerous sponsor sponsor levels uh we'll take whatever you'll give us but uh yeah you're not gonna turn a million down I mean, are you <laughs> you know for ten thousand dollars sam we'll call it the sam moore sandy lee watkins songwriters festival well i'll work on that check for ten thousand you know but i am registered take... uh the the, uh, the governor's giving away a million dollars to three lucky individuals who are vaccinated and i am registered. I, I registered i've registered so that uh, i've had my vaccines you know if I win, i'm registered I too i will <laughs> share the joy so if if i win the, if i win the million I can, i'll give ten thousand to song fest that's a deal well you know we'd really appreciate that sam i certainly <laughs> hope you win but a, a sponsor level you just you know you write a check we have had some uh very generous sponsors uh it's of course we'll take cash we uh we do some uh in kind as well uh, for instance, um, I'll just give an example of in kind. Jim David meets uh, allots us an amount that they give, and we get food there, and we can spend up to that amount, and they give us that amount of food. If we Wait. don't, if we don't use all of that, then they will give us the rest in cash. You know, and some some places do just give us in kind things that they know some types of supplies that we need for the festival because we do feed them. We feed the riders and uh, uh, their meals while they're here. Uh, we, we treat them pretty well. Uh, uh, yeah, so. I'd say. But you know, like I say, if you give enough money, you know, your, your name just might be thrown into the future songwriter festival mix. So absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Sam, can I say one more way you can donate? Oh, sure. Uh, our local artist, Hadley Comer, is going to come down on the first night and she's going to make a watercolor oh. or she's going to make a painting of one of the rounds and we are going to auction that off online oh, she is so that? talented it will be i can guarantee it'll be a a treasure see so we've got we've got both kinds of artists at sandy lee song Fest. we do we do <laughs> that's right see all the bases are covered so bid on that painting and uh you know, support support a local artist, to say the least, and you'll be helping the Songfest all in one. Now, before we let y'all go, in 60 seconds or less, explain why valued guests will find the Sandy Lee Songfest inviting, enlightening, and entertaining. Talk about your three in one. I think everyone that comes, if they've never been before, you come into a venue, you get to see some people that you would have never met before. You know, you could have passed them on the road and never had realized what great talent they have. And so you sit in, you laugh, you cry, you spark emotions, but also you get to hear the stories. How did Tony Arata come up with the dance? What was that inspiration? 
you know, yeah. and it's so moving to hear the gentleman who said in, you know, numerous locations, writing this beautiful song. And, and women. Not, and women, yes, both. Sure. And they, they're just incredible. And it's such like a family and you laugh, you cry, and there's nothing quite like it. I've been to numerous concerts. I've been, and these people are incredible. And we hope you will come out because I know Susie and I both agree, once you come, you're hooked. And that's one of the biggest things that we can guarantee. It's not going to be um, something you dread to attend. It's going to no. be something you're happy you did. Exactly. So, you know, give it a chance and, and you're going you're gonna to be a regular. And like, like you said, it's just so casual and informal with these people, sit, you know, the, the round robin and going around sharing their stories. It's like a, it's like a family reunion, even though you don't know these people. So It is. <laughs> it know, absolutely cool. is. You feel like they're your relative, you know, or you, they tell a story and you can relate to it because that's how, you know, you have a cousin like that. Or you have, you know, you have the same experiences, but they can put it into words for us. Right. And you can relate to that. Now, uh, Susie, mm -hmm. would you like to add anything to that? Yes. I, I can't add anything to what she says about the shows, but you do. You feel like the, the writers are your friends. But the one thing that I want to make, uh, I think, is the, the most important thing is that you talked about Sandy's sayings. One of Sandy's sayings was make Henderson Green spend more money. And what we do is all our profits from the Songwriters Fest, we uh, award grants to local nonprofits to help them um, survive. Oh, yes. Um, each year we choose, uh, they write a grant proposal and we choose. And this year we've chosen five um, uh, nonprofits from Henderson mm -hmm. and so we keep the money in the the one of the requirements for the grant is that the money primarily has to be spent in Henderson County on Henderson Countyans and so I think that's a great legacy not only do you have one of the most fantastic nights of entertainment that you're going to have but you know that you're helping support uh, people that are needy in our community See, so it's a good time in the 42420, and it's going to a good cause in the 42420. Absolutely. So, <laughs> you know, again, how could you lose? So come on out, take it all in, all four nights, the 28th through the 31st, Wednesday through Saturday there at the end of July. SandyLeeSongFest.com is the place you need to go for more info or to purchase tickets. You can also find them at... Uh, Sandy Lee Songfest on Facebook and Instagram. It's SL Songfest on Twitter. Did I leave out any social media avenues there? Nope, that's it. You okay, covered it all, Sam. Making, making sure we covered the bases there. We want yes, you did. <laughs> want people to have access. <laughs> well, uh, this has been great, and uh, I've sure enjoyed it. We'll definitely have to make a habit of this uh, every year come Songfest time, as long as y'all are in. We're all I'm in. in. We're Perfect. always and we like to we like to talk. <laughs> no. Yes <laughs> oh, and I are we're both so shy. We're working to come out of our shell and we appreciate you helping us with that, Sam. Well, you know, we'll keep working at it. One of these days it'll happen. I got faith. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much to both of y'all for joining us and um we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Sam. Sounds great.
So I'm a regular attendee. I went to the Sandy Lee Song Fest several years ago for the first time, and now if I have to miss it, I feel like a huge part of me's missing. I'm telling you, it's so much fun, and you learn so much about these tremendous talents and the work that they've done. I've always said that songwriters are among the most underrated and underappreciated people out there. So you can come to appreciate them a heck of a lot more as you are thoroughly entertained by them. July 28th through the 31st at those three venues we discussed in downtown Henderson. SandyLeeSongFest.com is the website. I will link you to that site in my show notes as well. So you can click over there and Get all the information you need, purchase your tickets, contact the gang if you have any additional questions beyond what's on the website. And I tell you, we were talking about Win Varble a little bit ago. He's one of my favorite songwriters who almost annually makes appearances at the Songwriter Festival. But anyway, I first discovered Win back in 2011 when he was competing in a uh, singing competition. It was um, hosted by CMT, Nashville's Next Superstar. And I remember he made the joke that he had no business being on the show because he was 50 at the time, and all the other contestants were about half his age, give or take. So he won me over there, and uh, with his wit and charm, he made it all the way to, like, fourth place in the competition. So from that point on, I've been a fan of his, and Wynn even autographed one of his CDs for me a couple years ago, and I greatly appreciated that. So you'll want to take in Wynn Varble. He'll be there Wednesday and Thursday, the first couple nights of the Songwriters Festival. But they're all worth seeing, so, you know, make sure that you make plans all four evenings to attend the show, and you're not going to be disappointed by any one of these talented and gifted songwriters. And I will be there with my cousin Beth, like we said. Looking forward to Beth coming down here, and you can meet us, folks. I signed dirt cheap autographs, so (laughs) we can get to know each other quite well during this year's Sandy Lee Watkins Songwriters Festival. And uh, we're still working on getting a songwriter who will be there on this show. So we will keep you posted on that, hopefully in the next few weeks. Between now and when the festival starts on the 28th, we can get a participating songwriter on here. That's still in the works. So you keep it tuned for details on that. And we'll be back next week with more big fun. Before we put this puppy to bed, however, I do have the highly anticipated Bluegrass Brain Buster answer. And let's recap... To refresh your memory from the beginning of the show, I wanted to know the name of the former state treasurer, with an ironic nickname, who embezzled $247,000 and fled the state. Who was he? Well, oddly enough, he was known as Honest Dick Tate. Yes, indeed. Honest Dick Tate was anything but honest in 1888 when he embezzled 247 grand from the Commonwealth and fled Kentucky. Now, how he earned the nickname Honest Dick Tate is far beyond my scope of knowledge. Whoever assigned him that nickname obviously didn't know him too well. Maybe he gave it to himself. Who knows? But at any rate, that was 100 years before I was born in 1988. Honest Dick Tate was the state treasurer in 1888 who embezzled 247000 from Kentucky and ran like the wind, 
from the bluegrass. Hopefully, with any luck, we won't have a future treasurer attempting such a wrongful action. But come on back next week. We'll have another bluegrass brain buster for you and plenty, plenty more to talk about. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com is my email address. Also, be sure to message me with any questions or comments you may have via the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page, which I encourage you to like and follow. You can catch previous episodes there, which you may have missed. Make comments and stay up to date with additional information as it is presented over the course of the week. We're also on Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Feel free to like and subscribe in all three of those places, and we look for you back here next week. But between now and then, you know your assignment. Keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.